Hi, this is Jovi. And this is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed, Bed Crime, Crime Stories. Stories. The weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Yes. Mm-hmm. All, all the stories. All the stories. All the stories, all the nights. Yes. Every single night. Every single yeah. night. 365. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how many days exactly. are in a year? It's, yes. 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 Except <laughs> for on a leap year. <laughs> That's right. Then it's 366. Correct. When is the next leap year? Didn't we ju- we just had one, right? 2024. Yeah. Oh, okay. Our last one was 2020. Okay. And then actually, you know how I remember it? It's uh election years or leap years. I was, I was, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So hi Charlie. <sighs> What's up, Joey? Not much. Mm-hmm. Uh chilling, you know, using my huge ass uh squash mellow as a pillow. I see that. Yes, it's very soft. That. It's very soft. I too am chilling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you do in the this last uh, round of hurricanes for Florida? Um, you know, and this is my opinion because I know Charlie, uh, yours is a little different. I feel the winds by me anyway mm-hmm. were a lot stronger and consistent mm. than with um, with Ian. And I only say this because while the gusts of wind were bad with Ian, mm-hmm. it wasn't constant gotcha with nicole it was non-stop non-stop and like we we live on a very weak power grid yeah so my power went out pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. i did start the day i logged on to work and i was working maybe 20 minutes the lights Mm -hmm. went off they came back on i'm like okay cool Mm -hmm. i get logged in everything pulled up the lights went off came back on i did that two more times the last time i was like fuck this and i logged <laughs> off i texted my supervisor i'm like i can't do this yeah and then that last time when i logged off the power went out again shortly after and didn't come back for a while interesting yeah but the winds the winds were were no joke and it was whipping so hard that we actually got water in our garage oh dang yeah and it it didn't rain enough for it to have flooding on our street mm-hmm. but i think because the wind was pushing the rain against mm-hmm. the garage it just kind of sli- it wasn't a lot it was a very yeah. small puddle if you would even call it that but i was just like right. oh dang but how'd you fare <clears throat> so we actually did pretty good during the during nicole i will say yeah like we're not super far away from each other but i guess we're just far enough away that there was definitely a difference in effect because mm-hmm. with ian we had more sustained winds and they were stronger Ah, okay. Like when we were going through Ian, um, we, not that I felt like we were like going to lose our roof or anything like that, but we had a lot of, uh, debris in the yard from trees. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we actually lost a fair amount of shingles on the roof. Like we had our neighbor's fence almost got knocked down. Like it was definitely, I don't want to say damaged, but it was definitely more sustained. Yeah. But with Nicole, like it definitely obviously got breezy and we had a decent amount of gusts but it was nothing. We never lost power. We actually, we didn't lose power with Ian either, but we never lost power. We didn't really have anything happen. I mean, it was, we have like a palm frond on the ground in the backyard <laughs> and that's literally the most, I'm like, Ooh, we will rebuild. Like it really yeah, was yeah, the yeah, most yeah. that we have, you know? Um, you know, we definitely got really lucky and, you know, seeing the videos, yes. I feel, I feel awful for the people on specifically on the East coast of Florida who yeah. still haven't recovered. I mean, I don't want to say recovered, but still haven't even barely mopped up from Ian and then mm-hmm. got slammed with, with Nicole. So agreed. 
it's definitely been the two right after another, just like that's, oh God, it sucks. So Welcome I'm just Florida. Yeah. I'm really, I'm thankful for the people South of us in like that Fort Myers, Cape Coral, um, Sanibel area who didn't have to get slammed a second time. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'd be able to know just for know. real. Like, what do you do with that? You know? Oh. So talking to some of my colleagues down there, um, it, you got like a little bit of rain, but it was not anything crazy. That, yeah. It wasn't anything crazy. So thankfully they, they fared fairly well down there, but yeah. So yeah. basically our experiences for the hurricanes were flip-flopped. Yeah, exactly. Very mm-hmm. much so. Very much. So. I was talking mm-hmm. to my mom about it the other day and she's even a little further North than you are. And she was saying that it was not bad with Nicole, but it wasn't great. And no, they barely got anything for Ian. So yeah. Yeah. And if that's a matter of what, 40 miles between me and mom's house. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm smack dab in the middle of y'all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the difference that that short amount of distance, man, it takes me a half hour, but maybe 35 minutes to get to my mom's house from mine. And it's like, yeah. And, and like, I think that much of a difference. <clears throat> it was never like that in New Jersey. Like no. it was kind of statewide, yeah. but like with Florida and every like across the street could be different weather mm-hmm. and yeah we're not just saying that it literally happens like you'll yeah. be driving and you'll have blue skies ahead of you you'll look in your rear view it's black skies black and it's just, night yeah it's crazy this state is crazy and it's shit yeah it was really funny the other day i was i actually worked out of the office the day before nicole hit mm-hmm. And the office that I was in, like, it looks over the courtyard of the building that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And literally one side of the courtyard was raining. The other side, it was like just misting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's so weird here. What the it fuck is. is happening? Yeah, it was weird. It is. But, I hate it here. I want out. Yeah. Oh, well, I hate it here for a lot of other reasons than the weather. Well, but... yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, the weather is the least of my worries. Weather's the, the least of my problems with the state of Florida. That's for mm-hmm. goddamn sure. Oh, but I digress. Or as my cousin would say, I dig breasts. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. None of that. But any hooser. Anyways. I know we just went over what we were watching and reading the last episode. So if you want, are you ready to jump into your story for today? I am. Well, Charlie, take it away. I gave you guys a little bit of a sneaky peeky as to what I would be doing this week on mm-hmm. the, the pod. So my story tonight is all about the Murdoch family and the many different, uh, mm, questionable legal activities that have happened around them. Mm-hmm. So my sources for today are, uh, Vox, mm. the New York times, Greenville news, um, NBC channel Two, WCBD in Charleston, South Carolina people and time. Oh, wow. People, places, things, and time. And I mean, okay. <laughs> it just is, sounded funny when I said it, but it's people it magazine did. and time magazine. <laughs> it, it does. But you know, what's funny. Like when you sort resource, you cite resources like time and the New York times, it's just like, those are adult resources. Is that weird? Yes, like, I am like I the only one that, up. that, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like everybody uses Wikipedia, everybody yeah. uses murderpedia, but like when you use actual adult publications, it's different. Yeah. You know? I feel, I feel like a grown up, right? It's not just me, right? Like you feel no, that it's not just you. Okay. It's not just you. <laughs> okay. And I will tell you, I mean, honestly, the, 
information I got from these articles are obviously much more. I mean, I started, I always start my search with Wikipedia because yes. I pull sources from their resources tab Correct. on the bottom. Correct. So I always start from them and then move on from there. But there was just this story, I think is, first of all, it's, it's recent. Like a lot of this stuff is recent and it's just very juicy. Like there's, we'll get into it and I'll talk about it a little bit at the end, but like, there's, there's so much involved in these stories and it affects so many people in that area that just, I think it just became incredibly sensational and covered by a lot of media outlets. So, um, and truthfully, I got the idea to do this story, um, from watching two different documentaries about it. So there is a 2020 episode about the Murdochs. And then, um, the most recent was the, uh, documentary on, uh, HBO called low country about the Murdoch family. Right. And it was after watching that earlier this week. It only came out on November 3rd. So it's brand oh, new. It's wow. a brand new, doc- yeah. super new, super new. It's a three-part documentary series and it's intensely detailed. And, um, so that was kind of like, all right, I got to tell the story because it's, it's interest me since it, I kind of learned about it a couple of years ago and, uh, it's crazy. So let's jump in. Yes. Let's, and the first I don't know. Thing- Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Good. Um, I don't know if I know the story. I feel like it's probably one of those where as you start to tell, it'll be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, you probably will know the most recent stuff that happened, but there's like, it, it, it just goes back. Um, okay. yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So let's meet the Murdochs. Yes. Um, for over a hundred years, the Murdoch family enjoyed a immense amount of power in Hampton County, South Carolina. So that area of South Carolina is known as the low country of South Carolina, incredibly rural. It's the southernmost point of the state. So like I said, very rural, uh, a lot of farmland, hunting land, things like that. Okay. So in 1910, Randolph Murdoch Sr. founded a law firm that grew in size and continued to thrive long enough that it was also run by his son, Randolph Jr., and eventually his grandson, Randolph III. Wow. Talk about keeping it all in the family, right? For sure. Speaking of which, between the years of 1920 and 2006, all three of the Randolph Murdochs, the senior, junior, and the third, served as the county solicitor which in that area, it's the same thing as a prosecutor. It's the county prosecutor to the point of like one of them ran on, I think in the entire time of that, they only ever ran unopposed like three times. They just like kept staying in power Mm -hmm. and they held the post in succession, meaning that from 1920 to 2006, it was always a Randolph Murdoch in this position as prosecutor. Oh shit. Correct. And it really, truly made them not only very well known, but quite financially successful. I mean, Um, yeah, you would think, right? Mm -hmm. And not only well known and successful within Hampton County itself, but also across the four other counties in that area, because Hampton County and the four surrounding counties all made up one like circuit court jurisdiction. Okay. So the Murdochs had control over that entire like five county low country area. Two of Randolph the third's sons, Randolph the fourth. Oh my God. And Alec. Now Alec's name is actually um, Randalek. No, it's Richard (laughs) Alexander Murdoch. Ah, okay. But he went by Alec. Um, And it's actually, so they spell it Alex, but he it's pronounced Alec. 
The two of them, the fourth and Alec, follow in their father's, grandfather's, and great-grandfather's footsteps, and they continue the family business. So they continue in the family law firm. Right, 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 right. South Carolina eventually prohibited lawyers from serving in the dual roles of public prosecutor and private attorney because, of course, it caused an, a lot of professional conflict. Right. And I don't know if it stemmed directly from the conflict that would happen with the Murdochs directly or if it just so happened to affect them that way. Right. Um, but Randolph the Fourth and Alec never actually served as solicitor or prosecutor, but they served as volunteer prosecutors so they could assist their father while they continued in the family law practice. Oh, so for all okay. intents and purposes, they did. Yeah, they really oh, yeah. did. Volunteer or not, you're still you're still doing, doing the job. Yes. Correct. And, and the conflict note- of interest still exists. Correct. Yes. Correct. And right. side note, side note. Mm-hmm. Now, you said there <laughs> how bad do you think Alec felt that he wasn't a fifth or he wasn't like his name was different? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like it's almost it's very like Prince William Prince Harry, like you yes. become the spare like yeah, you're just kind of like the extra. Correct. You know? And that yeah. was like, honestly, the first thing you said after you said the fourth, I was like, ooh, ooh that's going to, yeah, that's going to well, cause a complex. You it's know? kind of funny you mentioned that. Oh, really? Strictly mm. because, not because that's like a thing that I had learned, but it's funny oh. that you say it that way, just because our main focus of the rest of the story is Alec is Alec and his immediate family, his yep. kids. And okay. Okay. So it's funny that you say that. Cause it's, I almost wonder if he almost felt hmm, that way, like acted out because of that. Like, yes, I'm still a Murdoch type right. of thing. Right? Like Even he though probably, I'm not a Randolph. Right. He probably mm-hmm. felt like an outsider just cause his name, he wasn't the fifth. He, it wasn't exactly Right. The same succession, if that makes Correct. sense. Oh, no, it does. It okay. absolutely does. Okay. Um, by this time, by the time the youngest of the Murdoch kids, so Alec and Randolph the Fourth, were part of the family firm, the firm had changed its name to Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Eltsroth, and Dietrich. So a big law firm, right? Mm-hmm. Multi-partners, whatever. Uh, but they usually shortened it to PMPED. And it's pretty much was the most successful local uh, law firm in the area that did... Uh, like um, car accidents, uh, personal injury, right? So very, very Morgan and Morgan for the people. Yes, yes. PMPD was the low country version of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's focus a little bit in on Alec and his family. Okay. Alec was born in 1967. And like his family before him, he studied law at the University of South Carolina. And it was there that he met Margaret Brandstetter, also known as Maggie, mm-hmm. The two of them, Maggie and Alec, got married in 1993, and they had two sons. So the older of the two sons, his name is Richard Alexander Murdoch Jr., but he went by Buster. And I'll explain why he went by Buster in a second. And then the second (laughs) son's name was Paul Murdoch. So did he purposely not name them Randolph on purpose? You know, I, I wonder, but at the same time, I, I have a feeling they didn't because his brother's name was Randolph. So he probably okay. named his kids Randolph. Like he Fair. had the fifth type of a thing. Fair. Um, <clears throat> so the second of the Randolphs, so not senior junior Randolph, his nickname was Buster. And he was like, it almost seems as though he was like the most powerful of all of them. Okay. He was the one who was kind of the most well-known in the area and kind of really 
created the most uh, legacy around the Murdoch name. Okay. So Alec called his young, her, his older son, Buster, and he like went by Buster. That's how okay. he's known. So kind of like to follow in his footsteps kind of a thing. Without calling kinda... him Randolph. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. I dig that. I dig <clears throat> that. Yes. So Buster was born in 1996. Paul was born in 1999. Okay. The family lived quite large. They were, um, they were very accustomed to spending the, the riches of the Murdoch empire. They had um, a beach house. They owned a couple of private islands in that outer area of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. All those little dotted islands over there. Mm -hmm. And they also had a 1,772-acre estate known as Moselle. Holy shit. Yeah. So this estate, obviously huge, 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 huge chunk of property in South Carolina. They had hunting grounds right on the property itself, and they would hunt deer and shit right on their own property. Like it was this huge sprawling estate. Wow. Yes. Wow. To a lot. Yeah. Very. I mean, they, I mean, truthfully, it almost seems as though the Murdochs as a whole, like the entire thing. Right. But no, it seemed as though they were like, truly, they, it's like they owned those five counties of South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, you know. Yeah. Cause that, that, that all those acres is like the size of a national fucking park. For real though. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yes. To a lot of residents in the area, the Murdoch name became synonymous with domination, scheming, and abuse of power. Whenever it was ever suspected that anyone in the family was doing anything untoward or frankly illegal, they never seemed to get in trouble. They never seemed to be any consequences for anybody in the Murdoch family. Not shocked. Correct. But of course, alas, we wouldn't be telling the story (laughs) if it didn't eventually catch up a little bit. Right. There's a series of criminal investigations and civil lawsuits that would begin to creep in specifically on Alec and his immediate family. There were accusations of betrayal against friends, colleagues, and clients. There were previously closed cases that were reopened in the last year and change. And again, Hmm. we'll get to that point of why they reopened these cases. Okay. Um, One of them involved the death of a former classmate of Buster. Oh, and another involved the mysterious death of their housekeeper who had long been thought to have fatally tripped and fallen on the front steps of their home. Stop. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Also allegations of embezzlement, um, insurance fraud. Again, not shocked. Uh Uh-huh. And more than one mysterious death, not including those two I just mentioned happening just a little too close for comfort. Hmm. So I'm going to start with the furthest back. Okay. So we're going to get in our time machine and travel back to July of 2015. Okay. July of 2015. The investigation into the as of yet unsolved July 2015 murder of 19-year-old Stephen Smith was reopened by South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, also known as SLED, which I love. Nice. Um, it was re- right, I love it. It was <laughs> reopened on June 22nd, 2021. Wow. Okay. So Stephen Smith's body was found in the middle of Sandy Run Road in Hampton County. Literally in the middle of the road. Oh. Yes. Like on the line in the middle of the road. That couldn't been coincidence. Uh, it so the uh, uh, police report at the time 
states that it appears his car ran out of gas while he was driving home from night classes and then possibly decided to walk the rest of the way home. He was discovered with blunt force trauma to his head. Now, when you watch the documentaries, so I'm talking, when I talk about the documentary, I'm talking specifically about Low Country and HBO. When you watch the documentary, there's a, a member of, I do believe he was the South Carolina Highway Patrolman who usually comes in and, and investigates car accidents and hit and runs and things like that. Mm-hmm. When he arrived on the scene, local law enforcement, and I do believe the county coroner were already on the scene and were already making, already stating that it was a hit and run. Okay. Okay. And of course the assumption was he's in the middle of the road. He has this trauma to his head. Ipso facto hit and run. Right. But the gentleman from the highway patrol is like, there's no glass on the road, Mm -mm. no evidence of any damage of a vehicle being left on that road. Mm -hmm. The placement of his body looked very much as though he was placed where he was. Mm -hmm. His shoes were still on his feet. And his cell phone was still in his pocket. And let me guess, undamaged, no crack, no nothing. Correct. And it was yeah. like, if he had gotten, and the the violence by which his head had been hit, if he had been hit with that much force, there would have been damage to the vehicle that would have, there was, would have been evidence on the road. Yes. And he would have like tumbled. He wouldn't just be laying there, placed there. His shoes would have flown off. Right. And his phone probably would either a not be in his pocket anymore or b be completely destroyed. Correct. Correct. And also, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. And no. if if it was a hit and run, that person had to eventually get their car fixed so they could they would have a car that had yeah. that front kind of damage on it. You know Correct. what I mean? Like that does. Correct. Yeah, this doesn't add up at all. Also, when they find Stephen's car. His wallet is still in his car and there is no gas in the car, but the gas cap is, is off and like dangling. Interesting. So they're like, so did somebody just go and siphon off the gas? And if you're going to try and get gas, why did you leave your wallet in the car? Right. They didn't cover up their tracks. No. Very messy. (laughs) Correct. And Steven's sister was like, he had his phone with him. Why did he not call me? Right. He's called me in the middle of the night to pick him up before. Why all of a sudden now is he not calling me? Right. Yes. Fishy, fishy. Very fishy, fishy. Mm -hmm. Fishy, fishy. (laughs) Steven was discovered with blunt force trauma to his head and a lot of it. Now, Buster Murdoch, the older of Alex's sons and Steven were classmates. And many connected the two in interviews with law enforcement immediately following Steven's death. And Buster was even named by an anonymous tipster. Oh, shit. In an interview after her son's death with the Augusta Chronicle, Stephen's mom said that she believes her son was targeted due to his sexuality. So he was a very out, proud, open gay man. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, even with the interview of, of his mother and his sister on the documentary, it was, you know, this is the type of area of town you don't normally see people being so open and proud about their identity and who they are and their sexuality. Mm -hmm. And Steven didn't fucking care. He was just like, this is who I am. Unapologetic. I, whatever. So for him, good for him. Agreed. She says, quote, she feels strongly, or I'm sorry. She quote, feels strongly that she knows exactly who killed her child. The Chronicle wrote, 
And she had alleged the involvement of, quote, several local Hampton County youths from prestigious families. Now, Mm. yeah. Now, the Chronicle didn't identify any of the individuals by name, and they also didn't confirm whether or not Stephen's mom had named them in the interview. Mm -hmm. But this is all that the Chronicle wrote. Okay. The Smith family then goes on to tell police that Alec Murdoch's brother, Randolph IV, contacted them and offered to represent the family for free. (laughs) But they never took him. Yeah, they never took him up on the offer. And like they were like, we don't fucking know you. And if you're not involved, why are you offering your services pro bono Mm -hmm. to a family you don't know? Fishy, fishy. As of right now, literally as I'm writing or reading this, police have not made any charges in the case nor ever identified a suspect. Jesus Christ. So that's, we're going to turn the page on Stephen. Okay. But like I said, case has technically been reopened. Okay. And remember June, 2021. So keep that in the, keep that in the noggin, that date. It's in the pocket. It's in the brain pocket. In the brain pocket. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Gloria Satterfield, she served as the Murdoch family housekeeper for over 20 years. She essentially helped raise Buster and Paul. Mm-hmm. And was so close to the family that the Murdochs were even mentioned in her obituary as surviving members of the family. Oh, wow. So like Gloria was survived by her sons and the Murdochs. Like that's how close they were. Oh, wow. She died on February 26th, 2018 after falling at the Murdochs home. Yeesh. Alec Murdoch tells her sons that the 57 year old woman tripped over their dogs and tumbled down the steps. She died a couple of weeks later from complications from a traumatic brain injury. Her death certificate listed the cause as natural. So the county coroner did not perform an autopsy, which gives again, giant question mark to me. Correct. The whole thing is, is, even if she died the way that you're saying she died, it shouldn't be natural. It should be an accident. Correct. And then that an autopsy would be performed. Correct. So why are you putting natural? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Somebody's paying somebody off. Sorry. Money and that's... power. Money <laughs> and power. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> Alec Murdoch approaches the family after Gloria's funeral and offers to make sure the family is taken care of. So what he does is he tells her sons that he's going to help them bring a wrongful death lawsuit against himself so his insurance would pay them a settlement. Okay. Okay. So Alec Murdoch introduces the Satterfield's sons to Corey Fleming. Corey Fleming, who obviously is a lawyer, mm-hmm. could help them bring the lawsuit against Alec. But unbeknownst to Gloria's sons, Corey Fleming was Alec's college roommate, <laughs> his close personal friend, and uh-huh. was Buster's godfather. Of course. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fleming secures the settlement in the 2018 death of Gloria, but her sons never see a dime. What? Yeah. So what the fuck was the point then? Because he took all the fucking money. Oh my god! It was insurance fraud scam. They took all the money. So basically, okay, the way that oh, it went down. Okay. On, I got yeah. it now. And I the way it. that it, it went down on the documentary, they the way that the check was written out. Mm-hmm. was written out to like a company, like forge something, something. Alec takes the check, goes to the bank and opens up an account 
Alec Murdoch doing business as this orange <gasps> blah, blah, blah company deposits the check. And then just now he owns all the money from this settlement. Wow. <laughs> That's dick, bro. For that real. Dick. Yeah. Wow. So now wow. we turn the page on the glorious Satterfield mm. for now. Mm. <laughs> on the evening of February 24th, 2019, almost exactly a year to the day after Gloria dies, mm-hmm. Paul Murdoch, the younger of Alex's sons, borrows his father's boat to go to a house party and oyster roast on a nearby island. Okay. The 19-year-old buys gas. No, not gas. That would be normal. (laughs) 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 Let me do that again. Mm -hmm. The 19-year-old buys beer Mm -hmm. at a gas station using Buster's ID. Oh, shit. And then meets up with five friends that evening. Now, when you watch, they show like the closed circuit footage, like the surveillance footage of him leaving the store. And Mm -hmm. he like has the two cases of beer and he like holds them up. And he's like, yeah. And as he's walking towards the boat with the friends, I'm like, wow. Wow. So there is six of them on the boat and it's three dudes, three ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, Alec or no, I'm sorry, Paul and his girlfriends on the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, His buddy, Connor. And a third girl, another girl's on the boat. And then um, Anthony Cook and his girlfriend, Mallory Beach, are on the boat. Okay. Three ladies, three boys. As they party kind of into the early morning hours of the next day, on the way to the Murdoch River house, they stop at a dock in Beaufort, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Two of them, I do believe it was, I guess it was, it was Connor and Paul, go into a local bar and start taking shots. Start doing, doing little shot skis. Surveillance video near the dock captures the six of them walking back to the boat at around 1.12 a.m. They're like kind of staggering, holding hands, like kind of like meandering back to the boat. Mm -hmm. According to nearly all witnesses present, Paul insisted on on driving the boat himself, despite being incredibly intoxicated. Oh, boy. Now, you know how we always say that you have like an alter ego when you get really drunk? Yes, her name is Natasha. I was Sorry. gonna say Natasha is yours, right? Mm-hmm. I know we had one for Garrett. I can't remember. I don't remember I don't either. Remember that one wasn't it like Brad or something like stupid like that. I don't. Remember. I think so. I and think I don't so. think I had one. I think mine was like a crotchety old lady because I get mean. Or I get like I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I go out drinking and I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. Her name might have been like Blanche or something. I don't. know. <laughs> but um, okay, so you know how you all you everybody has like kind of like their alternate right drunk persona. Okay. Yes. And like you said, you know, some people get, you know, they kind of lose those inhibitions. They party a little harder or, you know, they maybe get like a little more sexually inhibited, right? Mm-hmm. In, uninhibited, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to Anthony Cook, the friend who was on the boat that night, Paul has an alter ego that they named Timmy. Now, Paul's drunk persona, Timmy, is apparently not fun loving. And maybe sexually, uh, you know, expressive. He is violent, angry, and Mm -hmm. violent and cruel. Mm -hmm. Um, And Anthony was saying how when you you can tell that Timmy is coming out not only from his behavior, but there's like this physical manifestation of Paul's hands. He like 
puts his hand whenever he's holding his hands they're like perfectly like stiff and his fingers are splayed out and he's oh, like shit. an open hand he like can't make a fist like it's this weird thing where he's just like you know that's kind of creepy it's very creepy and you can actually see on the surveillance video as they're walking back to the boat his hands are like that he has his arm around i think it's connor as they're walking down the ramp of the to the boat and his hands even as he's putting his arm around connor his hands are like perfectly flat and straight and splayed out wow very weird yeah so like i said they get on the boat incredibly drunk paul is still insisting that he drives the boat like it's my dad's boat i have to drive the boat blah 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 he's belligerent he's angry he's fighting with the girlfriend at one point he slaps his girlfriend like <gasps> spits in her face yeah oh, and no yeah so they're all screaming at him she's like i'm done blah 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 they're all yelling and screaming at him to stop he starts driving erratically in the boat doing like donuts in the water driving way too fast um i think at one point connor was like i don't care what dock you drop me off at but get me off of this fucking boat basically yeah i don't blame him i'd say the same thing that's Correct. ridiculous and at some point during the early morning hours, Paul crashes the boat of course. into Archer's Creek Bridge. Multiple passengers from the boat get ejected and into the water, including 19-year-old Mallory Beach, Anthony's girlfriend. They call 911. They they play the recording, the 911 recording on Low Country, and it's mm-hmm. devastatingly sad to listen to. The girls in the background are just screaming. Mm-hmm. One of them is just keeps repeating, there's so much blood, there's so much fucking blood. Oh my God. And then you hear one of them scream. One of the girls scream, where the fuck is Mallory? <gasps> I just got chills, it's bro. awful to watch. Oh my God. Police dash cam footage was released in 2021 of the night of the boat crash. And on the recordings, Mallory's boyfriend, Anthony, can be heard yelling at Paul. And he tells police that Paul was the one driving the boat when it crashed. Yeah. That, that's when uh, Mallory was thrown overboard. He says, quote, that motherfucker needs to rot in fucking prison. He ain't he ain't going to get in no fucking trouble. Wow. So as he's screaming about Paul, Paul's, of course, standing there and he starts smiling. Almost as if he does. You're right, because I am going to get away with this. Right. Yep. Of course. So Anthony (laughs) freaks the fuck out and starts screaming. You fucking smiling like it's fucking funny. My fucking girlfriend is gone. Oh, my God. He can also be heard telling police. He says, um, do you know who Alec Murdoch is? And the cop's like, yeah. And he goes, that's his fucking son. Good luck. <gasps> oh, shit. It's yeah, crazy. What? They search for Mallory all night. The search continues. Her body was found a week later. Oh, no, no, no. She didn't survive the crash. Oh, my God. Connor had a huge laceration on his chin. Paul's girlfriend, who I can't remember her name. I feel awful. Paul's girlfriend, her fingers were like completely like mm. she had stitches all over her fingers because her hand got really badly hurt. Mm. Um, and I think that's where the there's so much fucking blood came from was either her hand or Connor's face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just awful. It was just oh. absolutely awful. However, despite the clear signs of intoxication, authorities do not record Paul's blood alcohol content levels at the scene. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And at the hospital later that night, multiple witnesses confirmed that Paul is still drunk and uncooperative. <laughs> Again, the footage of them in the hospital is just absolutely insane. He's, they say that he's like flirting with the nurses. And at one point there's a, uh, there's a sh- shot of him kind of being rolled down the hallway on a, a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. 
you could tell he's like naked under the blanket and he like takes his leg out of the blanket only has the cover like on his one leg and then across his penis so he's oh, like basically no. laying there almost totally naked it's like come on uh, dude yeah alec murdoch and his father randolph the third show up at the hospital they immediately start calling anthony cook's parents while they're on their drive down to beaufort to meet the kids at the hospital uh, or no, no, not Anthony's parents. They start calling Connor's parents while he's they're driving down the hospital to meet the kids. And he keeps calling them like over and over and over again, calling them. Oh, well, we'll take care of you guys. You know, we'll make sure that Connor has a good lawyer, blah, 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 blah. And he's going into Connor's room trying to get Connor to say that he was driving the boat. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. He begins to like attempt to coerce the other witnesses there as well and kind of like threaten them to stick to a version of events where like Paul's not the one driving the boat. Dude, I would have been like, go fuck yourself. Mm. I don't care who you are. I don't give a shit who you are. Right. Go fuck yourself. Somebody's dead because of this fucking asshole. Correct. One witness described the atmosphere in the hospital as, quote, a weird, corny teen drama. Yeah. And that's literally what it looked like. It's almost as if you're watching like an episode of Riverdale of like, it wasn't him. It was him. Don't oh, tell them it was this guy. And then you won't get caught. Like it was very that. Wow. Um, and not like I've seen Riverdale, but I'm, I'm guessing that's a guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a big guess. Um, I'll try what else happened. Oh, so Connor, um, they're interviewing Connor's parents in the documentary. And when they did finally get their own lawyer, not one of Alex, uh, good buddies, for them. Obviously. They get their good own, for them. They get their own lawyer and their lawyer actually told them you're lucky this is happening now. And not when Buster was a lawyer because Connor would already be dead. <gasps> if that doesn't say something, nothing mm-hmm. will. Right. Nothing. So Holy like I said, shit. the Murdochs have quite the reputation. Oh, fuck them, dude. I don't, I hate them already. <laughs> so, so the Carolina, the South Carolina department of natural resources finally released the blood alcohol content from Paul from that night, from the accident. It was allegedly 0.286%, which is three times the legal limit for motor vehicle drivers at the time of the crash. Wow. Yes. He was charged with one felony count of boating under the influence causing death and two counts of boating under the influence causing injury. Jesus Christ. He of course pleads not guilty. Of course. Does he blame it on Timmy? You say it's Timmy's fault. He he doesn't blame it on Timmy. (laughs) The Beach family sued the Murdoch family for her wrong for Mallory's wrongful death, alleging that Alex Murdoch, or sorry, Alec Murdoch and his brother Randolph and Paul Murdoch and his brother Buster had conspired to cover cover up the cause of death. Now, I don't know how Buster got involved in it because when you watch the documentary, also when you watch like the 2020 documentary, Mm -hmm. it seems as though Buster was like away at college during this time and really wasn't involved in all of it. So I don't know how he got involved, but obviously he was involved somehow in the aftermath. Yeah. Cause they wound up suing um, them for conspiring to cover up uh, the cause of her death. Mm-hmm. Community members start accusing the Murdochs of using their power and influence to delay the trial. Um, Alec is like, or Paul is like mocked around town. He's going away. Like when he goes to his classes at school, people are like yelling at him as he walks in the door. I'm like, good <laughs> report you so so um yeah in the lead up to the trial no less than three different officials recuse themselves because of their close ties to the murdoch family so in the summer of 2021 do you remember the date i told you to remember june june 2021 okay. yes thank you okay. during the summer of 2021 
more and more public interest grows around Paul Murdoch's upcoming trial. And after 30 years, Maggie Murdoch is estranged from her husband, Alec. She's living at the family's beach house and reportedly looking into uh, filing for divorce. Okay. Alec is now, yeah. Alec is now neck deep in fraud schemes whose payouts Mm -hmm. are dwindling. He's facing a incredibly costly divorce. Mm -hmm. And on top of all this, probably incredibly steep legal fees for his son. Yes. (laughs) He also claims to be battling what he later described as a 20 year opioid addiction. In June of 2021, Paul Murdoch was just days away. What would be, would have been a costly and expensive trial for Mallory's death, but he would never make it to the court date. On June 7th, 2021, despite their marital problems, Alec asks Maggie to come to the Moselle estate. That's that huge multi-acre hunting estate. Yes. Maggie had been suspicious of Alec and she actually texted a friend saying that he was acting fishy and quote, possibly up to something. (laughs) Alec, Maggie, and Paul go to dinner that night. After dinner, Alec leaves the property to go visit his elderly mother, who it should be noted was suffering from advanced Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and cannot cooperate, corroborate Mm -hmm. whether or not he was there that night. Mm -hmm. And then he returns to Moselle around 10 p.m. Shortly after returning to the estate, Alec Murdoch calls the police to report that he found his 22-year-old son, Paul, and his 52-year-old wife, Margaret, shot on the property. (gasps) Oh, he totally, that's all 120% planned. I'm sorry. Like, no, if you, if you don't see that, I, uh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this is when I learned about it was when this happened. Okay. According to the Colleton County Sheriff's Office report, authorities arrived at the scene and found the two victims with multiple gunshot wounds each. Maggie and Paul were out near the family's dog kennels because they had like hunting dogs Mm -hmm. in kennels out on the property. Mm -hmm. And while 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 they were out there, both were gunned down with two different weapons, Maggie with an assault style rifle and Paul with shotgun. Mm. So the double homicide of the Murdochs caused Alex Murdoch's facade of power to and dominance to start to crumble. I mean, yeah. People believe yeah. he was responsible for the murders. You think? Yeah. And the case makes national headlines. Mm-hmm. Three days after Paul and Maggie were murdered, his father Randolph III dies. That's not coincidence, is it? Well, he like or is it just like died, died. He was also like crazy old. And it was 2021. I wonder if he got like COVID or something. I don't know. But like he just like died, died. But it just so happened like this. Alec is like spiraling and now his dad dies. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On September 3rd. Now, again, mind you, in June, that's when they're reopening all these other cases now, because now Paul and Maggie are murdered. Mm-hmm. And Alec is kind of the one of people are like, I bet it was him. So they actually now reopen these other two things which is just fucking crazy. It really is. Yeah. But rightfully so. It gets crazier. Oh my God. (laughs) I hate these people. Go ahead. On September 3rd, 2021, Alec resigns from the family law firm after the firm confronts him over his years of suspected embezzlement. (laughs) The firm later sues him and law enforcement opens his own criminal investigation into the fraud. Mm -hmm. A day after his resignation from the firm on September 4th, 2021, Alec calls 911 to report a strange incident. Oh, boy. 
He claims that he blew a tire and pulls over to the side of the road. And while he's there, a stranger stops to help him. But instead of helping him, he shoots Alec in the head. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. I know. Authorities arrive on the scene and clearly Alec has been shot in the head. It was like a grazing wound across his head. But even witnesses at the scene didn't really believe the story. A 911 caller reported, quote, it kind of looked like a setup, so we didn't stop. I mean, good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Just a couple weeks later, uh, 10 days later, I should say, on September 14th, Alec tells the real story. He'd intended to have a friend shoot and kill him so that his surviving son, Buster, could receive his $10 million life insurance payout. So, (laughs) Authorities promptly arrest Murdoch and his accomplice, who happens to be Alex's drug supplier and former client named Curtis Smith. They charged Smith with assisted suicide, and they charged both men with conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. Alex's law license is immediately suspended. and I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's later disbarred. Good. About fucking time. Alec posts bond and he checks himself into a drug rehab center only to be arrested for felony fraud charges in the Satterfield case the day he leaves rehab. So like he's like walking out of rehab in Florida, by the way, shocker. Of course. He's walking out of rehab and they arrest him in the parking lot. (laughs) Oh, wow. 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 But this time after this arrest, his bail is denied and his all of his assets are frozen. Good. 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 On July 14th, 2022, Alec Murdoch is indicted for the double homicide of his wife and son. Good. Yeah. Mark Keel. Yeah. Mark Keel from SLID, the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division, says, quote, today is one more step in a long process for justice for Maggie and Paul, which I want to say this about Paul. Is he blameless? Sure. No, he's not. Mm-mm. But Paul is a vic- Paul is a victim who is a product of his environment. Correct. He acted the way he acted because for years and years and years, his father and grandfather at all protected him. Yep. And allowed him to know that he would be able to get away with literal murder. Mm -hmm. And he acted in the way that he acted accordingly. Because he was spoiled and entitled and he had all the right people on his side. Mm -hmm. That's it. Any other person in a similar situation who had the same type of parenting i'm not saying anybody in that situation would be the same way i'm saying anybody with that type of influence and parenting Mm -hmm. with the money and the power and all of that all of it compounded into creating who paul was Mm -hmm. and possibly who buster was if it is to believe that buster actually killed stephen smith i mean (laughs) i'm not gonna say because of course that's definitely a legend because yes there's been no arrest that's a huge allegedly but you know, all signs for me point to him, but alleged. This is just my opinion. Says yes. my magic eight ball. Yes. All signs point to yes. Yes. <laughs> like I said, it all compounded into this is the environment by which they were raised and brought up mm-hmm. and thought to believe. And there's uh, the main guilty party in all of this is Alec Murdoch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But of course, he doesn't intend to make the process easy because on July 20th, 2022, he pleads not guilty. Of course he does. And that's kind of where the story is at right now. Wow. What? I just, I hate these people. Isn't it crazy? I fucking hate these people. Just the that power is, and the corruption. I can't. It's terrible. It's I like, can't. cause they, they act like they were untouchable. Correct. 
And, and, that, uh, and the worst part is for so many years, they kind of were. Yes. And whatever they were doing, they were getting away from it. Wow. Away mm-hmm. with it. Yep. And they just, I feel like they just got too big for their britches and they're like, Crazy. yeah, and it whatever caught up to them. Yeah. And yep. it's it almost as if like this generational, like eventually one of the generations was going to bring it all crumbling down. And it was this one. Right. The one that you're <clears throat> talking about. Correct. Wow. So, yeah. Crazy fucking shit. Crazy fucking shit. And it's just like, it's, it's tragedy after tragedy, right? Yeah. It's like the tra- the incredibly tragic death of Steven yeah. um, and Gloria and Mallory, obviously. Right. right? Just this awful thing. And then Maggie and Paul being murdered for why? Cause Alec didn't want to spend the money. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, and you killed your own son and your own well again allegedly allegedly right. yeah yeah, yeah innocent yeah. children guilty allegedly killed your own wife and your own son mm-hmm. because money yeah because yeah. power and you didn't want why really and now this legacy of this family who's basically been in power for more than is tarnished a century is completely destroyed yeah it's done for better or for it's worse done they, they had this legacy in this area and now it's completely done. This is all you're ever going to be known for. Yep. And like, I always, I, I have up to very recently kind of very much associated the Murdoch situation with Lori Vallow and Daybell. What's his face? Mm-hmm. Right. Chad, Day- uh, Chad from Sins of my mother. Right. Yeah. And the reason why, and I'll tell you why. So the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell, all of that kind of started coming to a head in the end of 2019 into 2020. Because mm-hmm. like the kids went missing in 2019, they got arrested in 2020, and then the, the kids' bodies were found in 2021. Right. And it was one of those, it was very similar to this, where it was like a constant unraveling, like every single thing, there was something new happening. It was more sensational, more crazy. And then like the ex-wife is dead, the ex-husband's dead, the brother right. killed them, blah, blah, like it's just this whole thing, right? Well, the kids' bodies... Well, they got indicted. The kids' bodies were found in 2020. They got indicted, though, May of 2021. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, this guy gets arrested. Or no, the the, Paul and Maggie get killed. Right. Was the month later. And then that's when it like blew up and went national. So it was like as soon as this one, the first one seemed to be not winding down, because obviously we know there's still a trial that's going to happen and that all that stuff. Correct. But as soon as you feel like you're starting to get answers in one, this new one pops up. And it's the same thing where like every time you look, something new is unraveling uh-huh. and there's a new part to it and a new piece to it. It's just fucking it's, crazy. It's so much. So much. It is so, so much. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're, they, they're going as far back as um, the murder and what would you say? 2018 was the first one with Steven. Steven was 2015. Oh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine all the other shit that took place before 2015? Yep. Because you know it didn't start in 2015. Yeah. You know for a fucking fact that's not the first person that was killed allegedly because of you Correct. Know. Just the power alone. Right. Well, the fact of what was said to the to Connor's family about if this was when Buster was around, Connor would already be right. dead in the river. Like he'd, his body would already be dumped in the river. It's like, so it just goes to show that there was already this reputation of you don't fucking cross the Murdochs because mm-hmm. you either get on their good side or you watch the fuck out. Right. 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 Unfucking believable, dude. So I highly recommend watching the 2020. I'm going to watch it's it. It's just called the Murdoch family murders. That one's great. Okay. And low country on HBO. Mwah. It right. is beautiful. And the thing that I love the most about now, the Murdoch family murders on 2020 focus a lot more on, obviously they talked about the other 
things that went around. So they talked about Steven, Gloria, and Mallory. I focus a lot more on the family itself. Mm-hmm. Low country was very, very, very victim focused. Okay. So it was definitely my preferred of the two. Yes. Um, the, there, there was a lot of information about Steven and who he was and his, like his dreams. He wanted to be a doctor and, um, they interviewed his mom and his sister and it was just beautiful and heartbreaking to yeah. you know hear what they had to say. And the same thing with like Mallory's family, it was cause it wasn't just her family wasn't interviewed, but Connor's family was and Anthony himself was, and his parents were mm-hmm. so like listening to Anthony talk about Mallory and he, um, who would he say? He said it was very sad. It was so sweet. He said something about, um, I was the last person that she got to love before she died or something like it was so sweet that is heartbreaking baby it was so sweet um and then the same thing with like gloria satterfield i don't i don't remember them interviewing her sons but they interviewed like the other lawyers that were involved and stuff and just like really put her story straight and it was just i don't know it was very victim focused and i really appreciated that wow dude just wow so that's it. Murdoch family, baby. And there's going to be so much more coming out about it. Once wow. it goes to trial, it's just yeah. going to get oh, yeah. worse and worse and worse. Oh yeah. It's going to be one of those. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. The web, the web is going to get untangled and they're going to, they're going to dig up so much shit because mm-hmm. they're not going to stop with what, you know, with 2015 on, they're going to, they're going to dig back so much more. Correct. And the whole thing is, is the fact that the law firm was, coming forth with like saying that he embezzled funds Mm -hmm. that just makes me think that there's like a history of him like doing very similar to what he did to Gloria's kids of I'm going to get you a settlement but how much is coming to me and how much is actually going to you right yeah oh yeah 110 Mm percent wow dude that was a crazy fucking story I cannot wait till more shit comes to light me too I am excited no well mm, you know what I mean I just, I think it's like, I'm just excited for there to actually be justice for all of these people that he destroyed. Correct. Correct. And possibly the whole family and possibly the whole family. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I mean, the fact that Randolph the third was at the hospital with him, Mm -hmm. he obviously was perfectly content with being a part of that whole charade. Yep. So, you know, what does that say about the but again, it was like that thing of like, it just compounds generation after generation Correct. and eventually it's all going to crumble. Correct. Oh so, yeah. I hope it crumbles and it crumbles hard mm-hmm. bitches. And he's not an old man. So no. he's going to get what's coming to him. I hope so. If I do hope so. Justice will needs to be served. And I, I think it will. Agreed. I do. I do. Especially because now all this is in front of them and they yeah. have, Yes they're going to get taken down. Correct. And I have faith that the, um, justice system in that area of South Carolina is probably really ready to throw, not throw, like, but throw the book at this guy of like, mm-hmm. this is literally over a century of you being your family, having nothing but the full power of the law. Yep. So now we're going to, now it's our turn. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's all going to come down on your head. And I think that we're going to see them really like th- literally throw the book at this guy. I agree. And I hope it's a big fucking book. And even if they can't prove that he killed Maggie and Paul with as many charges of embezzlement and insurance fraud that he has, I still don't think he's ever going to get out of jail. Nope. 
he'll be in there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of people in jail that have dealt with him and don't like him. So I don't think he's going to last long in there. Little just bit saying. of a, jail, what is it? Jail yard justice or whatever? Yep. Prison yard justice? Yep. Jailhouse justice? I don't know. Jailhouse rock. Jail, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, something like that. Wonder but- Pony in the county jail. <laughs> it's jailhouse rock. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I'm aware. But on that note, mm. thank you so much, Charlie, for telling us that crazy fucking story. You're welcome. Um, Everybody make sure to watch the Country. Uh, old country on hbo max if you don't have hbo max what the fuck are you waiting for because it's actually a really good streaming service and watch the vow it's on there too yeah i still need to do that but i know i saw that face i know i'll get there um thank you guys so much for listening this week Mm -hmm. as always we love you If you have story suggestions or you want to say, hey, or you want to, you know, put in your two cents on any of the stories that we've told here on Bed Crime Stories, you could reach us at Bed Crime Stories at Bed Crime Stories Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I, I will forever not get that right. Okay. Or you can find us on Instagram at Bed Crime Stories. You could slide into those DMs mm-hmm. wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend. We all want to be friends. We want to have a big old powwow. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Be the band-aid. We need that more than ever mm-hmm. in this world. And I know we say it every episode and we probably sound like a broken record, but honestly, kindness is so important. Mm-hmm. It's so, so important. It costs zero dollars to be kind. Correct. That is a correct. You don't have to have Murdoch money to be kind. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, we love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, mm-hmm. your night, whatever time it may be. We'll see you guys next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Stay safe, guys. Love you. Uh, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.